بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فهياكم الله جميعا وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله we have our next hadith which is hadith الرابع the fourth hadith which is mentioned here in his collection by a shaykh and a shaykh Rabi'ah Ta'ala and he mentions عن أبي واقد الليفي رضي الله عنه قال خرجنا مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى حنين ونحن حدثاء أحد الكفر والمشركين سدر يأكفون عندها وينوفون بها أسلحتهم يقول لها ذات أنوات فمرنا بسدرة فقلنا يا رسول الله اجعل لنا ذات أنوات كما لهم ذات أنوات فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله أكبر إنها سنن قلتم والذي نفسي بيدي كما قال البنو إسرائيل موسى اجعل لنا إلها كما لهم آلها قال إنكم قوم تجهلون لتركبن سنن من من كان قبلكم من كان قبلكم and so the narration is of Abi Waqid Al-Layfi radiallahu anhu he mentions that we went out with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Hunayn and we had just recently left Ya'ani Kufr at the time on the stage of our lives when we were upon disbelief. And the mushrikeen, to disbelievers, had a siddha tree where they would revere it and stay by it, hanging their weapons upon it. And they referred to it as that and what. They referred to it with the name that and what. And so we passed by this tree. And so we said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, make for us a that anwat, just as they have that anwat. Make for us a that anwat, just as they have that anwat. And so the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, Allahu Akbar, indeed this is the sunan, these are the ways that you have stated by the one who my soul is within his hand. It's just as you have said, or you have said just as Ben Israel stated to Musa. Make for us an ilah, make for us a deity, just as they, has a, they have a deity. He said, indeed, you are a people that have fallen into ignorance. Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa they mentioned, indeed, you have fallen into the ways of those who have preceded you. I, this request that was made to the Nabi alayhi salatu he likened it to the ways of those that had preceded Ibn Israel. As for Takhrij of this hadith, then, as Shaykh Rabbi mentions, Akhrajhu Ahmed, Ahmed is found in Ahmed, referring to which book? Muslim. The Muslim Imam Ahmed. وَالْتِرْمِذِي 
Which book is it? When you say Tirmidhi, when you refer to Tirmidhi? Surah Tirmidhi. Wasahaha. And so Tirmidhi mentions that this hadith is Sahih. Wa Abdul Razak. Which book is Abdul Razak? Wasanaf for Abdul Razak. Abdul Razak is Sanani. Ibn Jarir. No Tabri. Tabri. The Tabri is Tafsir. Ibn Mundar also mentioned Ibn Abi Hatim, and Tabrani as well. And the Rabbi of the Hadith, the narrator of this Hadith, is Abu Waqid al Layfi. His Nis, the Nisbah, in terms of his attribute, who is ascribed to Layf ibn Abdul Munaf. Layf ibn Abdul Munaf. And you find this sometimes when it comes to some of the narrators, even amongst the companions, that the scholars may differ upon what their actual name was. Why? Because a companion may be known by his kunya rather than his name. Or they may differ upon the name of his father, my friend. And so it is said that his name is Harith ibn Malik. And some mention Harith ibn Auf. Naam. And you find that he has a number of hadith. And the hadith that I found in the Sahihain are two. Again, in that which is differed upon him as, in relation to him as well, in Abi Waqid al-Layfi, is that some of the scholars mention that he witnessed Badr, and he was there for the battle of Badr. Naam, which means that he would have embraced Islam before which year? The first year? The first year, you say? Before Hijrah. Badr was before Hijrah? No? Which year then? If he say he, he witnessed the Battle of Badr, then this would mean that he'd embrace, he had embraced Islam before which year? The only Battle of Badr, Ghazwat al Badr. When was the Ghazwat al Badr? Which year? The third? You want to agree? The third? Amathania. Amathania. Second year? We have a third year of the second. Which one is it? I'll give you a clue. It's one of the two. <laughs> the second year of the Hijra. Naam, second year of the Hijra was the Battle of Badr. Naam. And then what occurred يعني, as, a, as a retaliation of the Battle of Badr? Battle of Uhud, which was in the third year. Naam. So, the Battle of Badr was the second year, Battle of Uhud, the third year. Naam, Battle of Badr, the second year, Battle of Uhud, the third year. Battle of Badr occurred in Ramadan, second year of Hijrah. Battle of Uhud, the third year, in the month of Shawwal. So, they say that it's mentioned in terms of Abi Waqid al-Layfi, that it was the battle, he, he witnessed the Battle of Badr. Some say no. He embraced Islam 
He's from those that embraced Islam during the Fatih. And when they refer to the Fatih, then I, in general, then they're referring to what exactly? Barakallahu alaykum. Fatah Makkah. Naam. So if they're referring to the Fatih and the Am, they're referring to Fatah Makkah. Naam. Kama dhakar al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the hadith, la hijrata ba'd al-Fatih. And there's no hijrah after Fatih. Naam. And there's no hijrah after Fatah Makkah. Meaning, يعني, there's no hijrah to, to Mecca after Fatah Mecca. Naam. And so they say that he, so some of the scholars say that he embraced Islam يعني, during Fatah Mecca. And so that would have been in which year? Eighth year of hijrah. Now, so there's a disparity between, يعني, of six years when he embraced Islam. No doubt it's affirmed that he's from the companions and he has some narrations of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he died in the year 68 after the Hijrah. anhu. He died in the year 68 after the Hijrah. And he was at the year at the age of يعني, 85. He died at the age of 85. As for some of the wordings found in this narration. Then you have the first of them is Hunayn, referring to Hunayn, which is a mawdi' of Qurib in Makkah. So it's a place that is found close to Makkah. Now, so this is where the battle occurred. Hulatha ahad bil kufr, ay Qurib ahaduhum bil kufr. Yani when it refers to Hulatha ahad bil kufr, meaning that they had just left that state of kufr. Yani they just embraced Islam. Now, so they were new Muslims. And the Sidra is an open shajara. So Sidr is a type of tree. Now, Sidr is a type of tree. I know that this, is, this type of tree is one which is well known amongst the Muslims due to the fact of what is ben- what the benefit that we can take from those trees. Whether it be from the leaves of the tree or whether it be from the honey that's extracted from the tree. All of these, uh, all of these things, yeah, they serve as a purpose when found within specifically the prophetic medicine. Naam, Allah Taala alam. Thereafter, we have the word yaqifuna indaha. Well, akuf will ikam ala shay fil makani. So akuf referring to them staying or revering a particular thing and staying by its place. So the Ukuf here is referring to the Ukuf in the Shajara. So they stayed by the tree and they had reverence for that tree, the particular tree itself. Thereafter, you have Yunutun, Yani, Yu'alikun biha astihatuhum, tabarrakan. So they would hang, they would hang their, uh, now they would hang their weapons upon the tree. As an action of tabarruk. An action of tabarruk. Now, tabarruk referring to what, barakallahu people? We say something's tabarruk and seeking blessings. Now, I'm seeking blessings. And tabarruk, you have tabarruk which is, yani min sunnah, from the sunnah. You have tabarruk which is bid'ah. And you have tabarruk which is shirk. Naam, your tabarruk which is from the sunnah, from the sunnah, tabarruk which is bid'ah, 
التبرك which is shirk. نعم تبرك في السنة as an example for example is what بارك الله فيكم. نعم تبركهم سوسيك بلسنج فون النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام تبركهم بين النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام so the person sees blessings with the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam this is something which is found within the sunnah and from the actions that were done by the companions naam and we know it's from the sunnah due to the fact that the narrations mention that the companions would do this whilst the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam la yunkiru dhalik naam he didn't disparage them for that he didn't reject that action so we know it's from the taqdirat it's from the approval or the tacit approval of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam so it's from the sunnah Naam, does that make sense? Then you have to barrak, which is bid'ah. For example, what? The mawlid. The mawlid is just bid'ah. Naam. Seeking blessings from like hair of the Prophet is dead or something like that. Seeking blessings from? Hair of the Prophet is dead or something like that. Naam. So a person, for example, is seeking blessings from something that they ascribe to the Prophet, but in reality it's not from him. So they seek blessings from, from things that are ascribed to Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam but are not from him. Now, likewise as well. Tabarruk. Awliya. Naam. Or shuyuk, for example. Naam. Example. This is a personal example. I was in the airport once and I was just finished praying. And uh, I, met, I came across a, a man and he said, uh, Where are you going? I said, I'm going to Medina. This is, when I, this is when I was on holiday from uh, Jamia. So I was in the Heathrow airport. He said, I'm going to Medina. He said, uh, why are you going to Medina? He said, I live there. He said, you live in Medina? Touch my son. He said, live in Medina? Touch my son. And this is about his bid'ah. Just due to the fact that someone lives in Medina, of course there's nothing legislated to say that you should seek blessings with such an individual. That is bid'ah. Naam. Toyeb and Tabarruk. Which is, yani, shirk. Tabarak which is shirk. See the blessings of the graves. Naam. Toib. How do we distinguish between the tabarak which is, let's say, bid'ah and tabarak which is shirk? I shirk akbar. Al itiqad, naam. Kayf. So your creed, but what specifically about your creed? Naam. فالتقاد يعني that the person himself he is the one that bestows the blessing. So let's say for example the person seeks blessing yeah, to touch the sheikh for example. He thinks the blessing is going to come from the sheikh. Naam. And if he believes that this blessing is from Allah this is bid'ah. Naam. However if he believes the sheikh be that and he by way of touching the sheikh is going to give him the barakah. It's the sheikh who's giving the barakah. Naam, then this is Shirk Billah. Naam, this is Shirk Billah. Why? Because now the individual has ascribed something which is only of Allah in the bestowing the blessings upon the creation and the tasarruf fil qawm and disposing of the affairs in the creation. It's only of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And hence, this is why this affair is Shirk. Likewise, when you have the, the mas'ala, when it comes to the tama'im, like so the amulets. You have the, the affair when it comes to the tamatim. Whether it be shirk al-akbar or shirk al-asghar, 
is dependent upon the etiqat, yani the creed of the one that is wearing the amulet or is giving the amulet. Does that make sense? So a person now, for example, he wears the amulet and he believes that the amulet will protect him. But when he believes the amulet will protect him, he believes that the amulet will protect him by way of Allah protecting him. And Allah will use the amulet to protect him. Naam? That's a shikha askar. Naam, man However, if the person believes the amulet itself is what is protecting him, so the amulet itself is the thing that is protecting him from the harms and the evil, Naam? or the amulet itself is what's going to bring about and fulfill blessings for or fulfill benefit for him, then within that is shirk al-akbar. Why? Because they've ascribed something within the cone, within the creation, and ordained something to occur within the creation to something other than Allah. Naam, does that make sense to distinguish between the two? Why would you say that's Shafa Askar? Why is it Shafa Askar? If they say, they still ascribe it to Allah, but they believe that this amulet will uh, protect them. Yeah, but they still ascribe it to Allah. Shafa Asbab, now. Because this is from the, the means of leading as well to the major ship. So the person that Tiqad, he's creed, he may initially believe. Now he may initially believe that it's Allah Ta'ala that protects. And the amulet is a means of him protecting. However, the reality is, is that there's no there's nothing affirmed within the Sunnah, over the Quran or Sunnah for that. But that itikad can quickly shift towards him believing that the amulet itself is what is doing the protection. So because that that me that that uh itikad that creed can lead to the greater evil, either shirk or akbar, is why it's regarded as being from the shirk or askar. Naam. Along with that, whilst we're discussing that, the amulets, and whether people seek blessing of the amulets or protection and likes of that, we have a discussion around people that wear yani, these ayat of Quran, for example, or words of remembrance. And generally they say that this is something that should be avoided and shouldn't be done and is not permissible. Why? Because of what it can lead to. Now, so even though these ayat or yani, dua, words that are found within the sunnah, which are praiseworthy, it can lead to the person yani, having reliance upon those amulets. It can lead to the person then having belief that the amulet itself is protecting so in order to cut it off, yani what is referred to as said the yani removing the, the affair at its root. Naam, due to that, the people, the, the scholars, they advise that in general do not have wear any of these amulets or anything like that. And the same can be said as well for when people hang up these things within the home, and it's words of remembrance within the home, or what you find quite commonly, they'll have like a like a a frame, picture frame, for example, and it will have ayat kursi or the three kuls or whatever it may be, ayat or surah yasin, quite, or not even for surah yasin, but maybe the first few ayat or surah yasin. All these things in reality should be avoided for that reason. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Falakullin, this hadith here is يعني, referring to this affair of al tabarruk, this affair of seeking blessings. Thereafter, you have the word, the sunan, 
The sunan, which is plural of the word the sunnah. Sunan, which is plural of the word the sunnah. Sunnah meaning a tariqah or manhaj. Yani sunnah meaning a path or a particular methodology. And so the general meaning of this hadith, al-ma'na ijmali, kana fi jayshi rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fi ghazwatul hunayn, man dakhala fi al-islam jadidan, lam tarassak qadamahu fi al-islam. ولم يتمكن من فهم الدعوة الإسلامية وفهم القاعدها ومبادئها لقرب أهدهم بالجاهلية والشرك. so amongst the army of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم in the battle of Hunayn were those individuals that had just entered into Islam and so they were not firm upon يعني the correct beliefs of the Muslims. And the correct Islamic da'wah. This is due to the fact that they had just recently left the state of Jahiliyyah and left off shirk. يَفْعَلُونَ هَذَا حَتَّى طَلَبُوا مِنْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنْ يَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ شَجَرًا يَنُوتُونَ بِهَا أَسْلِيَاتُهُمْ تَبَرَّقًا بِهَا لَا إِبَالَةً لَهَا And so, this is the state of these, uh, of these new Muslims. Uh, they, they're, not, they're not well versed at, at this point in every single affair of Aqeedah and Da'wah. And so what's been in this, this state of new Islam, they pass and they come across this tree. Now they come across this tree which the Mushrikun have. And the Mushrikun revere this tree. And they stay around the tree. Yeah, it's a barakan, seeking blessings of this tree. وَتَعْذِيمًا And glorifying it. And so, when these new Muslims saw this and saw what they were doing, they made a request to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he seek out and make a tree for them where they can hang their, their, their uh, weapons upon, seeking blessings. And so here, Shaykh Rabi'ah, he mentioned the distinction to barrakal biha wala ibadatan laha. So he mentions that this request was a request of tabarruk. Now they wanted to seek blessings with that tree. Wala ibadatan laha. And they did not want to seek yani, or they did not want to worship the tree itself. They didn't want to turn to the tree as an ibadah. Rather, they saw that this hanging of the weapons upon it would, could be an action of tabarruk. Now, however, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, rejected it and rebuked them due to the fact that this tabarruk was not a tabarruk, يعني, which is correct and upright. And that this form of tabarruk, this form of seeking blessing, would not give them victory over their enemies. This form of seeking blessing won't give them victory over their enemies. And so, due to that, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, he rejected and rebuked this request. 
And in response, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, responded, yani, with a kalima azima, yani, with words, with strong words, and weighty words. As the Shaykh mentioned, it's a kalima azima, alati yanbaghi an takuna darsan li ummatihi ila yawm al qiyamah. That these words, that they be a lesson for his ummah until Yawm al Qiyamah. When he mentions Allahu Akbar, Kultum Walladi Nafsi Biyadi, Kama Kalaban Israel, Limusa, Ej Alana Ilahan Kama Lahum Aliha, Kala Indahum Koman Taj Haroon. And so, the words that he stated, Sallallahu Alaihi Allahu Akbar, that which you have stated by the one <coughs> who my soul is within his hand, that which you have stated is just as Bani Israel requested or stated to Musa Alayhi Salaam. What they stated, what they asked, make for us, make for us a deity. Just as they have a deity. And Musa said, indeed, you are a people that have fallen into ignorance. And so it's a must that the Muslims take this as a lesson. And it's a must that the ulama, they teach this. And this particular kalima, they, they teach this, this uh, advice on the Prophet ﷺ. To the awam, to the general people, and those that are like them. These awam that are the general person who seeks blessing by way of the ahya, by way of those that are alive, or by way of the dead, by way of the trees, by way of the stones. And this is due to their assumption and their belief and their thought that this is from Islam. So they seek blessings with all of these things. They seek blessings with the stones, with the trees. Now they seek blessings with the people, whether they be alive or dead. And so not only is it the evil of seeking blessing in a manner which opposes the Sharia, but the reality is that they believe this to be from the Sharia. They believe this to be an action of Islam. And so this, no doubt, is why there is the great need to inform the people and teach the people the reality of what tabarruk is. And that this has been beautified for them. This has been beautified for them by those men la yakshallah and so with that These individuals beautify for them. These individuals are the ones that in reality do not fear Allah. 
and they do not have hope with Allah, or have hope in relation Rather, they are ubad al-mal. These people are servants and slaves to wealth and position. And they take advantage of the emotions of the people. Emotions of those that are ignorant. And so by way of that, they lead them upon this way. And cement them, if you like. Make them firm upon Barton. And along with that, direct them towards and push them towards waging war against the Haqq and Tawheed. Waging war against the truth and Tawheed. The first benefit we can take from this hadith, as for the benefits from this hadith, the first benefit we can take is a nahi and tashabbuh bi'ahl al-jahiliyyah. So the first thing is the prohibition the prohibition of tashabbuh we have the prohibition of uh, na'am resembling the people of Jahiliyyah and the second is tashbih al-nabi talabahum bi talab bani israel the prophet sallallahu compared what these individuals from his army, what they sought from him, their request, and he compared their request to the request of Ben Israel to Musa. The third is an al fi'l alladhi yudhum fihi al Ben Israel, tadhum fihi hadhi al ummah idha fa'alathu. And so the action which is blameworthy for Ben Israel. Likewise, it's going to be blameworthy for anyone from this ummah if they do it. Why? Because the action and the request is ascribed and attached to Tawheed. And warning against shirk. And so due to that, Tawheed and shirk and the call to Tawheed and the warning against shirk is one and the same throughout the years. Irrespective of who is calling and warning against it from the Anbiya. It doesn't change. As for the ahkam, the legislations and the, shir- and the shara'ah, Naam, then this may change over the years, that which is prescribed. However, the usul al-deen do not change. Naam, the usul al-deen do not change. So, that which is blameworthy for being Israel in relation to the usul al-deen is going to be blameworthy for this ummah as well. The fourth benefit is fi hadith tanbih ala qa'idatu sadda al-dharai. And within this hadith, it brings us to the attention of this particular principle of cutting things off from their roots. So the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, he prohibited these individuals from seeking that particular blessing from the trees, cutting it off from its roots. I restricting them from falling into that which is greater and more harmful and Allah Ta'ala knows best. The fifth benefit, وَفِيهِ alam مِنْ alam and nabuwa and with it is a sign from the signs of the prophecy. Naam, the signs of the prophecy. That what the Prophet warned against did occur. He warned against 
following the sunnah of those that came before him, Bani Israel. And but it occurs, or has occurred, from those that seek blessings in the manner they shouldn't seek. And the sixth and final benefit that is mentioned here, my Shaykh and Shaykh Rabi'ah, now the sixth and final benefit mentioned by Shaykh Rabi'ah, is where he says, وَفِيهِ خَوْفٍ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ وَلَا الْإِنسَانِ قَدْ يَسْتَحْسَنُ وَقَدْ يَسْتَحْسَنُ شَيْئًا يَذُنُّ أَنَّهُ يُقَرِّبُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَشَدْ مَا يُبْعِدُهُ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ وَيُقَرِّبُهُ مِنْ سَخْتِهِ And so, the second final benefit is the fear of shirk. And that you may find that people regard something as being good. They may regard the action as being good and tired. Believing that it will draw them closer to Allah. However, in reality, it is what is the action which takes them the furthest away from Allah Ta'ala. Taking the furthest away from Allah Ta'ala and His mercy. And all that it does is draw them closer to the displeasure of Allah. And so this is what we can understand from this particular narration. And we'll conclude with that as well. Barakallahu feekum. Wa jazakum Allahu khaira. Wa sallallahu wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sallam.